Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. To my right hand side, as always, Ashe. 
talking about the stuff that we were Matters talking about, us. you know. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into some conversation around um, what anti-black youth looks like within our community, um, by us, by each other, and also by others. Um, you wanna kick things off, Nessa? Yeah, family. So I'm Nefra Tumasira, and this is. Really? <laughs> you already did that for us. We're going to do it again. Come on, let's turn it up. Get, come on, family. Let's get it popping. Hester Kahnefariah here in the spot. Um, hey, look, family. We like to talk about what we care about, what matters most. And guess what? Setting ourselves up to win. Yeah. So, because I can tell you that I love you, I'm not going to tell you a lie. And guess what? I don't believe in a win-lose world. I believe in a win-win world. I believe that there's enough for the abundance to go around for everyone to get their fair share, as well as for equity to abound among us as humanity. And then get up to be different. You get to be the difference that's different. Mm-hmm. And only applied knowledge is power. Knowledge hoarders, mm. <laughs> knowledge masturbators, mm. <laughs> do something to create a different result. The only reason you get the knowledge is so that you can apply it to your life and be, make actionable steps to create results. So um, there's a lot of conversation going on out there in the ether at this moment about this Harriet Tubman movie. And I constantly talk to our family about um, anti-blackness from other Africans mm. and why it's a conversation. And there are subtle nuances that exist within that space. Um, oh, quick, quick, um, quick sidebar. The studio is in the process of moving, so we're not in our normal space, but we'll have it up and want everything to be back to normal in our zen vibe. Um, but yeah, we are moving the studio right now. But just an FYI to you, we're still here coming to you to bring it to you right and raw. But um, uh, as I was saying, we have conversations about the nuances that we're here for unity for the African community. However, there are subtle nuances when you talk about grandma say, get your house in order. We got some things to get in order, family. Because right. all African and all black is not created equal. Right. And I can say that I've experienced anti-blackness from Africans born and raised here in America. I've experienced anti-blackness from Africans from other borders who um, have a lack of information and because they come into a space where they willfully accept um, white-centered consciousness as the standard and the norm because it's like water. No a fish doesn't question water, it's just there, right? White-centered consciousness in America is like water is to a fish. It is there, it has been there, it's almost so such that you don't even see it. It's like air to breathe, right? You don't question the air, right? So this is why we talk about um, no one, no one escapes white supremacist consciousness or white-centered thinking especially if you're raised in this American context. Mm -hmm. And for people who join this American context, um, aftermath, the after the establishment, the establishing of this soil and and how this place became to be, and because uh, white center consciousness has gone to such great lengths to um, hide facts and and they've jaded the narrative around how they tell the story of the becoming of America. Um, A lot of people from other cultures don't have access to that information. I've had people from other cultures literally say, you know, to me, oh my God, you're so smart. Where are you from? They always want to know where I'm from because their understanding is that African Americans from Africa, from America, 
don't behave nor speak nor present nor have the type of insight and the type of panoramic view and broad view and access to information that Africans from other places do because of the fact that a great deal of Africans from other places are well read. Mm. Um, and they have access to something like a critical thinker. Mm. They have access to um, large degrees of information and they actually take the interest um, whether it's a cultural experience or whether they were forced to or whether they were just endeavored to teach themselves more to be intellectual um, for whatever reason, so just to be, to be superior. Because I've experienced that. I've experienced Africans from other places just want to know a whole lot and have all kind of accolades and decorations and whatnot just to be superior because they're fighting up against the air to breathe. The white standard is the standard. So if you have more of these things hanging on you, if you're represented by these people, or if you have this access to this information, then that will somehow give you some class, some some uh, social status. Yeah. So, um, and that that that's a place where individuals get to look down and look over onto African people as if they don't matter, which is another conversation. Um, so it, it stands to reason that if you believe that African people don't have access to these principles, where you from? Oh, blah, 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 blah. you know that lets me know you 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 said something to me without saying something to me. Mm-hmm. You said to me that you engage in anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. You were here in America, you know, and it's very interesting to me when um, we have conversations with Africans from other borders and. Um, and they have such a sense of superiority when they come to this country because they've gained some traction on this American soil because they have um, subscribed to the status quo. They're agreeable. <laughs> so because they're agreeable, they get some traction in the white-centered consciousness because they are, um, they are racing you to the finish line to be the first to, to pander the white man. They want to. They're not here for a revolutionary conversation. They actually want a better seat in the master's house. And they will trip you to get there. And that's something that we get to address in our house family because we got some issues with that. We got some major, major, major issues. You know, other pockets of Africans dropped at different borders have a real extreme sense of superiority and supremacy to these Africans that built this soil. It's a, it's, it's, what it is is just a supreme subscription to this idea of what America is. Like, we, yeah. like so many people on the outside have this skewed lens of America because that's what America's done. America's done for uh, the outside world. Absolutely. America has created. I spoke about it before. The dome. America has created the dome um, vision of what people think America is, and it's the promised land. It's the American dream. If you come here, you get everything, all your accolades that you've been wanting to get, you, that you can't get in your third world country or whatever they call whatever stupid narrative that we've had you know, perpetuated in, in, right. in media, you know, on the outside and on the inside. Because when, on the inside, we get this painted picture of like Africa is third world, Africa is like this, like, oh, the starving children all the time, or ex- other people, or like other countries are this, this, and that. And then on, on their spectrum, they have this thing as America, the promised land. Right. Black people, or black Americans are lazy and they don't know how right. to take advantage of the resources that are available. Right. They're wasting and, and squandering away the resources available in America. And that's the vision they have. Um, and it was, and it's a revelation. I remember seeing David Banner a few years ago and he put this, you know, when he started getting to this consciousness and this enlightened mm-hmm. space of, of who, he cho- who he's chosen to be as an right. educator and, you know, in, in enlightenment of, of, of this African consciousness. And he, he painted this picture of 
what he saw from an international landscape. That was Larry Fish on the call. Um, um, no, something else was coming. Oh. So, you know, it'll be distracting. Um, so he painted this picture to the crowd. He was, there was a crowd of people. The performances was Source 360. Um, he painted this picture of looking at what he saw in the international realm, what he mm-hmm. saw performing in other countries. And he was saying, it was like, this is what they think of black Americans because all they have is TV. That's all they have to go off of right. is TV and cinema right. and what, what's coming out of Amer- of the American media landscape as a vision of what a black American is. You know, so what, do you, so what do you have within that when it comes to movies? You have superhero movies. You have these, these movies where the 99% of the time the protagonist is, is a white person um, or, or, or if it's a white person, the antagonist is a white person, but the black person in there is probably dumb or probably the comic relief, right. probably the first one to get killed, or the first one to just be bumbling around throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then you got these visions of all the, the only hip hop they play is, is the type of ignorant hip hop, um, and, and right. rap being such a dominant culture. If all that's being perpetuated is this dumb is this this dumb vision of who Black Americans are, this is the music that they create. So this must be their consciousness. So this must be how they re- how they act. So aside from the fact that you're enjoying the music, then they're going to come here and think. They're still ignorant. They still all right, they do is stay rap. Away from them. All they do is play basketball. The basic tropes that you that people that sell to us here is right. totally sold on, on, on other borders. Um, and this is what we have to battle against. I remember when we went to Juniors one time. The the whole thing with this guy who was I don't know if he was, he was Caribbean or if he was African or whatever the case may be. One of the right. managers at Juniors, and he it was it was an issue with like paying. He would like was trying to use a car. He wouldn't like the, the car. Their car machine wasn't working. And he was like, oh, just go down the block to get the cash out. This America, ain't it? I'm like, bro, first off, that's none of your business of what, how we get to choose to pay for our meal. Second off, how dare you? Third off, that is the most like top, top surface, naive-ass bullshit I've ever heard in my entire right. life. Because you have no fucking idea what that means to be what this is America. This is America doesn't mean, oh, you can go just get cash out. That's not a definition of this is America. And there's a lot of people who have that skewed view from an outside lens of what America is until they get here and live here for years and years and be like, oh shit, I haven't really gotten anywhere because America's keeping me here because I'm a black person. Well, there, and you know what? There's also something else to add to that conversation. You know what I mean? No matter my African background, when I come here, I'm a black person. No. First and foremost, behind the wheel, behind everything else. Until they realize that, that that's, when, that's when it becomes a shock to the system. Because I spoke to the, 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 the Ghanaian um, Lyft driver one time. He said, he was like, everything in, in, in Ghana is beautiful, this, this, and that, except for, right. the, for the government. The, the government, there's a lot of corruption going on. But you come to America, and it's like, it's, it's almost no different. It's like, it's still just, just, just as bad. He was like, if it wasn't for that, I would go back to Ghana. Because Ghana is beautiful. You know what I mean? So it's... it's but you know what happens It's too? wolf tickets. America is wolf tickets to the outside world. So... A lot of people from other cultures and even Africans from across the diaspora, they come to America and many of them um, that are not well off, that didn't come here with lots of capital, Mm -hmm. they come here and they go to communities that are deprived. They go live in hoods Mm -hmm. with brown people. And a few things have happened. They have been harassed Mm -hmm. and picked on by American blacks who lack perspective, who have seen nothing but American borders, Oh, you black. Because, you know, black folks in America have horrible. Black folks in America have some of the most horrible internalized hatred that is known to the planet. Mm -hmm. 
in America. They have it the worst when it comes to that mm -hmm. um, because they have had access to just constant being just inundated with white standards of beauty. Other cultures are getting it now on the tail end and they're surviving with, they're surviving through um, skin bleaching and all of these different things. But the African has been trying to keep himself, his life safe. It wasn't an aesthetic. The African wasn't trying to assimilate um, to look like the African. The African has been trying to look African and act, I mean, look white and act white for his living safety to be able to eat, to be able to keep himself from getting killed because these Africans continue to believe if we can make these people happy, they'll leave us alone. Let me tell you what, you can't be good enough for this beast. In a way. In a way. Because what's happening to you has nothing to do with you. But we're talking about how we treat each other. We have some of the worst cases of anti-blackness. Uh, so these folks come to, this, to these borders and they get connected to Africans and then you know what else happened? They get harassed by these Africans. And I, I'm trying to find the, the, the repeat on this to make sure that's on. <laughs> so what are we going to do about this family? I, I've been building bridges forever. I mean, I've had access to a lot of people from a lot of places all over the world. Um, and I have, I can say that I have connection and relationship with individuals from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that as a black American, um, and this it's not because and I'm not, I'm not here for surface relationships. A lot of folks get along with people for surface. If I can't have an, an authentic connection relationship with you, we can't have nothing. Aha, how you doing? Because I don't wish you no harm, but I'm not really going to be bothered with you. Because mm. I know that a lot of folks from other countries, they come here to exploit the African. Because along with the fact that, they, that you've gotten all the messaging that Africans are lazy, they're ignorant, they don't black exploit Americans. the resources that's available to the black Americans, are available to them, you also come here to exploit them, to play, to also uh, vampire them and to suck something from them, take something from them. You know, our landlord that we just recently tried to got, got away from, she's Nigerian. And she went, she ran a racket. Her and about six other people was in her set that ran, that came together to run a, a con on us. Okay? A con. And let me tell you what, Nigerians have a reputation of having all kind of fraud and con games going on on their set. But does that stop me from having Nigerians as friends? We have several, tons of Nigerians that are actually friends of ours. But this particular Nigerian, what though? She tried to play us as stupid niggas. That's what she tried to play us as. And that's what a lot of individuals coming from Haiti coming from the Caribbean islands. They've lived among the lowest of the lowest African people from America, born and raised and bred, descendants of slaves in this country. And they have been robbed, mistreated, hurt. Some of them tried to go and have relationships. So they got burned in so many ways. And then there's been generations at this point, at this point about two or three generations, you're talking about the ones who came over here and they drove taxis back in the 80s and you know, or they were, they had their little situations going on back in the eighties and seventies, and they got their come up, and they bought brownstones back in the day for twenty five thousand, forty thousand dollars. I know three of them, Africans from the continent, 
that migrated to this country, worked, you know, throwing mops, plunging, doing all kind of side work that American blacks were too busy at that time, surviving the, the death of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, right? Back in the 70s, Africans were under tremendous strain in this country. They, the, the Heron, added, the Heron era, era had hit the streets, right? So Africans come into this country now in their third generation, stay away from them black folks. They druggies, they steal. Yeah, because you've been exposed to those black folks, but that's only a small pocket of black folks. There's, there's a whole heap of black folks that don't live on welfare, who parents work hard, who've been out here raising their kids up right, okay, who used to whip their kids' asses for being disrespectful to grown folks. See, you have become accustomed to some of the junkies. And guess what? I still won't um, hold a torch to people who got caught and trapped, enthralled, in white center consciousness in the traps that they set for our people. Because those are still traps. But see, they don't have the sensitivity to those traps. Because as far as they know, you had a choice. They don't really realize the diabolical nature of the system, and they don't want to be confronted with that. Because if they accept it the way that it is, their come up and their better seat in the master's house is a part of that conversation. Um, and a great, we've had conversations. Go ahead, go ahead. You got comments? Said, we're checking with, with the chat. Shout out sure. to Brooke um, sharing the narrative. She says it's a dangerous narrative. Um, black America is being shown to everyone abroad as lesser than to further the goal of dismantling of us here and globally. Absolutely. Definitely. My goal as a TV writer and, and beauty brand developer is to promote our beautiful aesthetic um, as opposed to assimilating and trying to look. Uh, and act like Caucasians. Shout out to Ocean Rob Beauty. Boom. Vegan products, natural. Um, follow the powerful Miss Young um, and, and those products. Natural products for us, by us. Black owned, let's get it. Um, not surprised, especially in Brooklyn. Yep. This is Flatbush, all that. Yeah. Listen, but this is where they went. They went to these hoods, they went to these gutters, all up in Bedside. They was laying all in the gutter. They was up in rooming houses. Knock it off. Knock it off. Okay? You played into a system that was already in place. You came here. You had a sense of your land, even though it's not Africa, but you still had a type of culture that allowed you to have access to self-discipline and direction, something that American blacks many never had. Never had. They created something that Grandma gave them from somewhere and a lot of praying and going to Sunday school. So that's what African-American blacks had. But this is what I put to African-American blacks. This is what I put to you. And this conversation is not about drawing a wedge between, it's about cleaning house. It's about putting your house in order. It's about checking in with folks and putting your house in order. Because there's two things at play here. One, any African that migrated to this country walked into a structure that was already in place. And no matter what you heard about white folks telling you about the system, the system was created by Africans from the, the diaspora. Most are American descendants of slaves. And this is where the ADOS conversation comes from because we're dealing with anti-blackness from Africans from other borders who believe that they are superior to American blacks. See, the reality of it is you walked into a situation that was already in play and a lot of bloodshed came as a result of the fact that you have access to some of these jobs. 
and some of this affirmative action and some of this education. And then you also have a sense of community because this is something that African people are not working with. And then the second thing you're also dealing with is Africans, African-American Africans, not putting your position forward. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Let us know if you can hear. Give us some thumbs up. Let us know what's happening here because we're having a little connection issue. Um, but um, we're really talking about American blacks. Okay. Not goddess. So I guess we're coming it's through. Okay, it's cool. Being weird, um, it's just being weird on our side. But um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. So basically, American blacks have not been voicing themselves. And because you already been guilted into saying, if you speak about it, you're, 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 you're looking for a handout, you begging, you know, the same conversation that Africans, they wash so much, they wear so much cologne because white folk told you you stink, <laughs> right? You wear so much perfume and you wear so much cologne because they always been talking about black folk stink. You wear so much lotion and put all these chemicals into your, into your skin and your bloodstream through your skin and into your kidney and into yeah. your liver because white folks told you you stink. Because they told you you was ashy. Mm. See, these psychosis and how they planted these seeds into your mind to change your behavior. How about you use some of those seeds to redirect your behavior onto the right track? Because only applied knowledge is power. Right. See, they you they created these things within us to make us think that if we smelled better, if we weren't as ashy, if we would flatten our hair, we could get a better seat in the master's house. Guess what? You still got the first this popping up, the first that popping up. You still got police out here shooting black people with all the fried dot laid to the side hair that you got. It ain't helped you none. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you need to let the wheel, you know, my pre- professor used to say the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You need to speak up on your own behalf. Mm-hmm. You need to speak up on your own behalf. You haven't been speaking up on your own behalf, and you got everybody thinking that you are right. Remember, there's actually study books, social studies books in high schools right now that said that the slaves were migrant workers and that they were happy, as if they came over here and filled out an application to get these jobs in this good, good, good old America. That's what they got in these students in these social studies books. So if you don't be telling your story, your story won't get told. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you owe nobody nothing, but you do owe yourself. Right. Owe yourself to stand up for yourself. At the very least. Because everybody else is getting served. Believe that. There's no sense in walking around in confusion about yourself, your history, no. your self-identity. No. Um, and really, you get to like govern your, your education in your mind. As long as you have a hold of it, no one else can have to get a hold of that. I so don't make you, friends with these people. You owe it to yourself at bare minimum. If not to partake and share that with the rest of the landscape you know this is it's, it's an onus it's an onus speak your business put your put your concerns forward and if you don't have a narrative for it because you've been so scared and timid about speaking up about black issues talk about how the government bombed Tulsa Oklahoma talk about if Haitians and Africans from Africa came over here when Tulsa Oklahoma was they'd have had a whole different conversation with blacks they'd have been trying to rally with us but because they knocked us down and now when you walk on the set they're creating a dissension within the labor force because that's all that was they were creating structuring social engineering of creating classism 
and then giving certain people access and others not. Perfect segue. As Sister Brooks says, I used to wonder how Africans and Asians, Asians started agents, started businesses so quick after coming here. I found out that groups in Manhattan like the BCNA fund refugee schooling um, and new businesses without even having a social security number. That's interesting. Absolutely. And guess what? They go down there when they get their green cards. They go into a room with some white chick from Yek from Yakoslovakia with some heavy accent telling these young people um, and these families, don't affiliate yourself with the American blacks. They're yeah. druggies. The BCNA is they a have big, classes business center for new Americans. Just like the, at the police station when they go to, to police training or when they're in their stations and the police, the, the officer, the sergeant walks out there and does assignments, I don't care what you do. Them niggas out there doing something, get them. See, when you have when you have pockets of places where information like this is being disseminated by people in authority, these are the things that are creating greater wedges. And you know something? They don't know no better. They listen. And then when they walk out there and they see junkies and crackheads out there aggressive panhandling, shit, I'm scared my damn self. What do you want people to do? But the end of the, the also the inside of that is you're not. So while you're trying to pretend and wear your Louis Vuitton bags, trying to post up to let folks know you ain't one of them, what you need to be doing is telling your story. Because you know something? It's a shame that they like that. And some of them folks didn't get like that on their own accord. You can say they made decisions. And I can say, listen, they fell, they, they buckled under the bow of emotional and mental emotional and anguish. I could say that. I could say they sick. I could say they mentally disabled. And I could say they got tricked in the system, but so many mm -hmm. did. So many did, and it's not their fault. They can make different decisions. So, yeah, sure, they could if they had access to making decisions. But you know something, trying to be upright and stand in this America? It's a challenge. It's very challenging, and it requires a strong mind. And you need to be fortified in more ways than one. More I'm ways. here to tell you. Because if they're going to they squeeze you, they're going to get you to sell out a little bit. They're going to get you to either sell out on yourself mm -hmm. or your people a little bit. Mm -hmm. See, so you're not going to be able to live a fully authentic and transparent lifestyle in this country as long as you stand it alone. So you need to let these Africans come into this country because they got access to skills that you need. Remember, some of you guys, and these 30-year-olds and below, y'all don't have no skills to do nothing. Y'all can't build nothing. Y'all can't fry nothing. Y'all can't hook up nothing. Y'all, All y'all got is the internet. If they shut the satellites down, you can't do nothing. Right. What can you do? That That's boy over there was 14 years old in a village in Africa with scraps and created a wind turbine to put energy into his whole, his whole community. 14 years old with scraps. Okay? See, that's the kind of ingenuity that created Tulsa, Oklahoma. A bunch of ignorant Africans that they kicked off the plantation with a few of them with a little learning that could read a little good. Okay? But they had vision and they had unity. And that's all they need. And they had each other. Shut so up. you need to get to somebody, because I had a Haitian woman who taught me how to save money. If it wasn't for talking to her, finance wasn't a part of my conversation. My grandmother told me I need to get me a credit card, because it was a status symbol to have a credit card. That ain't nothing good. That's prison. But she didn't know no better, because white okay. folks told her that getting a credit card was some kind of status symbol. It was a Haitian woman that lived next door to me in the subdivision that worked round the clock at the target not far from me in Tennessee, who said she gonna own her house in five years. And I said, you I know that's right. See, but we got to come together so we can share our skills and talents. See, Africans in America, we sharp. We got game. 
Some of y'all Africans from the continent, y'all a little lame when it comes to some insight around these how these folks maneuver. So we can share some things. You need both street and book knowledge to manage these you white need folks. Both. You don't need the white center consciousness that's attacking these Africans. Because let me tell you what, they're diabolical with their life. They literally, the government, this is the, see, everybody coming to this country like it's so amazing, if you were speaking the truth, folks would be trying to leave this country. They would be trying to get out of here. Because they don't want, they don't want bombs dropped on them on American soil. America, you, the United States government bombed African people in 1985 and killed six children, okay? 1921, they bombed Tulsa, Oklahoma, Okay? The KKK are now police officers and judges and congressmen and senators all over the country. You come into this country, they putting out movies. People who have access to white skin privilege and white centered consciousness are out here peddling garbage to you people, to our people around the world and creating a false narrative of this country. Just because you don't see this place in rubble, you don't think this is all smoke and mirrors. This is the Wizard of Oz. You live in Oz, boo. This is fucking Oz. Everybody trying to name mama trying to get here. And I be talking to these brothers I used to kick up, kick it with them when I was driving the taxi back in the day. And I'm kicking it with them, and they just, they got all the complaints in the world because they actually, some of them have learned. Mm-hmm. Some of them learned along the way. They learned about the attack on Malcolm X. They learned about how black folks was out here struggling in the 60s and 50s trying to get their voices heard out here on these streets trying to integrate into this society. They heard, they found out once they got to this country. And they discovered that white-centered privilege put them because they got a thick accent into the jobs that don't nobody want. And then white-centered consciousness got these folks treating them like crap, talking to them sideways. But you know what? Some of them get to be doctors and accountants. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Them the ones treating you Africans in America. And they're not really giving you good care. They hustling you. They writing scripts. They giving you medication that ain't no good for you. They not looking out for your best interest. That's a problem. Because this is a black on black now. This is anti-blackness. These are Africans who are trying to get their come up or Africans from other parts of the borders that drop the different borders exploiting the ignorance of African blacks. Just like white folks with white sense of consciousness. So all skin folk ain't kin folk. And that's not their fault entirely because you're not advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say ask nobody. They got to give you nothing because they don't got to give you nothing. But you know something? Wear your crown up in here. Because don't know anybody more entitled to this soil than you. Because I got blood in this soil. So anybody coming up through here later, Johnny come lately, listen, you could join my house with rules up in here. You ain't finna eat unless I'm eating. Like, I mean, we can take it there. But it would be better if we created unity and community. Yeah. It would be better if we shared our resources and our knowledge and our information. Right. It would be better if we created a collective and you learn about the Susu. Because these folks from these other cultures, they have community and unity as a fundamental part of their survival, which is why they do so well. Right, sharing the resources. Which is why they do so well. Sharing the resources between our people. Shout out to Sister Natalie Krupies. Muscle, thanks for joining in. You mentioned group economics, absolutely. Um, Brooke mentioned about that office that uh, she she went there. Um, black women can qualify, but it's it's challenged if you're not a foreigner. Some interesting information that you yeah, sharing. Yeah, they go. They're definitely to gonna. They, they go. And you know what? Even when there are resources, guess who's holding the gate? Mm-hmm. Individuals from other cultural mm-hmm. or backgrounds. And guess what? They're not hooking you up. They make it harder for you to get where you gotta go. I, you know something? Don't come for me. 
Do not come for me because I got receipts, boo. I got receipts. I got receipts and calculations and dates and all that of these folks acting some kind of way because my black smart ass walked up in there and was like, um, I'm knocking. Mm. Yeah. African, West Indian, Caribbean, uh, uh, Hispanic, um, Haitian, whatever, whatever, whatever border they from. Whatever border they from. These Africans from across the diaspora. When we talk about the diaspora, we talking about these folks. We talk about Americans in Africa. We talk about Africans in Africa. And we talk about all of the other borders that Africans been dropped at. That's who we're talking about. Now, whether they are aware that they're African or whether they want to associate themselves with you or not, they need to check in for some things. Because the reality of it is, them playing their card is playing against your, your, their own well-being and our collective well-being. It plays against us. So we got to do something about that. We need a strategy that's going to help us win. Because you really can't make enough coin. I mean, you could drive a BMW, but that's okay for folks coming from a third world country with dirt roads. I'm just saying. But all of these Africans that come from Africa, they ain't from countries with dirt roads. Some of them come from cities better than New York City. Right. Some of them come from the top of the line, some, some Dubai, some, some places where there's some things going on. Like, they keep telling you and showing you the babies that's malnourished, nourished. It's babies right here in America that's just as malnourished as them ones that they show you from Africa. Right here in American soil, down here, down south. Walking around with no shoes on, ain't eating days and dirty as all get out matted here. They right here in American soil. So they can keep showing you them pictures all day and night. It's places like that there and it's places like that here. But it's also places with glass, road, buildings, tie skyscrapers, nightlife, city, living good, party, money flowing, party, party. partying, looking good. Music? Yeah, the they out there the doing, doing their thing. Okay, they driving good, looking good. So let me tell you what, this is not the All only the place. Millionaires, millionaires. Yeah, this young, is not the only place to make it happen. The jets. <laughs> so but we, and we also got to come out of our consciousness that, that, that this is the only stop for us. That this is the best that we can do. It's not. Because so many of us, all we're trying to do is get deeper in this American system. And we're trying to put ourselves in chains. From Christian folks, if you really want to have an extended metaphor, find out how you accepted the mark of the beast. I'm just saying. Let me get, let me get, let me get into some extended metaphors for my Christian folk who love the, the Christ. I hear you. Find out how you accepted the mark of the beast. Get into that. On some esoteric type situation. Okay, so we can be, we can be, we can be with this conversation about anti-blackness within our own house. And we really need to tackle it vehemently and fervently and urgently. It's important because we got to do better than we do. We got to create better bridges because let me tell you something. The African is hunted around the world, yet the African is the world, the largest world population. 400,000 kids in foster care right here, says Brooke, yep. Yeah, 400,000. I was one of them. Mm. And numbers have increased. But you know something? The system is lined up against us. They're taking our kids. The great majority of that 400,000 are going to end up in the prison system. The rest of them are going to have mental health issues. The rest of them are some, a great majority of them, because they told me when I was 13, this is the story that they wrote for you. They got a narrative, a, so, a psychosocial narrative that they already wrote for your life. What are you going to do with it? Because somebody already wrote you off. You don't matter. Mm-hmm. They, already, they already got they a spot. Up, they already set up your future. In 10 years, they got a spot for you. At the penitentiary, okay, at somebody health clinic, somewhere something doing something that is not a part of you making decisions. Mm-hmm. So out of 400,000, who 
is going to interact with a person like my guidance counselor, Donovan, back in the day, who told me that. Or my therapist, Robin Dawson, who told me that. Back, back, when, 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 gave me and set me up the win and gave me an opportunity to have a key to open up something. I can't say that I got to the top of the moon, but then again, that's relative. Because mm. I'm just here. I'm a sheer miracle just to be standing here. But there's 400,000 kids on docket right now, on track for some crap. Okay. Because your government decided to sign contracts with companies that said that they need to keep prisons filled. With who? People. What kind of people? 65, 72% of the prison population are people of color, Africans. So you just do the math. I call that a hostile territory. I call that somebody making you expendable. I call that somebody impeding on your quality of life. That's what I call that. Yep. What do you call it? So while we having short-sighted conversations and arguments within our house, we need to figure out how we're going to do better and come in closer. Because even if you get a little come up, you still ain't safe. Because if it really hit the fan, dog eat dog. If it get bad on these streets, you better know how to survive. And all your paper and all your toys and your, your trinkets and whatnot hanging all over you ain't going to matter. You better know how to find you some water and grow you some plants. I'm here to tell you. And you better train your kids. So stop playing. Train them. Train your children. Whatever that gets stop playing. Like, train them. Because the writing is on the wall, family. So while you're over here infighting with foolishness, this chick over here, I'm going to leave two minutes worth of word about this Harriet Tubman movie. They are trying to rewrite our history for this next generation. You know, this next generation, they don't like white folks, white center consciousness has broken the ability to be able to have a sustaining conversation. Mm. Okay? Folks don't want to have no kind of conversation that make them feel no kind of way. If they start getting little sweaty palms or a little thing tingling in their stomach, they get away from you, little thickness in their throat, they can't even have a regular conversation. So they're trying to flower up everything for these new kids. And if you don't teach them the truth in a safe space, they're never going to receive it. That's what it is. Teach them okay? truth in a safe teach space. Teach them the truth in a safe space in front of people that they respect that are up. of authority and build them up. Fortify these youth. If you do not, the system is going to teach these kids this fairy tale history and have them as a prisoner for the duration, for the generations. Because these folks are thinking about 300, 400 years from now. You busy worried about how you're going to eat today and what you're going to set up for you today. But guess what? The system is set up in a way that you, whatever you get, they can take. Mm -hmm. They built Tulsa, Oklahoma. Them folks were so mad about what they built in Tulsa, Oklahoma that they dropped bombs on their butts and evicted them. You ain't never secure in this land until you level the playing field. And while you have infighting in your house, you cannot level the playing field. So let's do something about that, family. Let's do something about that. Like, I'm passionate about this because... Like, it's urgent, and it's crazy to me that people just don't want to be with this. Like, it's really bugging me out. Like, I just, I just, I just don't understand it. And it's just not safe. I think it's kind of, actually, it's irresponsible to not deal with this. So, peace and blessings, family. You know, we, we getting ready to wrap. Listen, what we got out here? Um, Brooke said, <laughs> Brooke was laughing. Brooke said, screw them. 
I'm so proud, black. I tell my kids what's up. Um, I always challenge what they learn in school, period. And the brainwash, old brainwashing establishment, screw them. Yes, yeah, sis. I mean, you know, but this is the thing. Knowledge applied is power. And we, I keep trying to present a space where, as Africans, we get to have this information and we get to apply this information in a way that supports us. And we get to support ourselves in a way that we're not ambivalent about our own security. Because we're actually in danger. Like, it's actually serious. Like, it's actually in danger. Um, and I'm not here for the fairy tale. I'm not. And I'm not here to make nobody uncomfortable. This is not about, white folks is not even a concern here, okay? Because they're not the, pro, they're not the issue. It's not about them. It's about your quality of life. It's about you having access to safety, um, healthy food, and, and a future that you deem necessary for however you choose to create it. That's what you are entitled to as a human, as an organism. Fish have access to that. Okay? Fish. Trees. Used to. Until now, they're cutting down rainforests. What do you think is going to happen with the world, with the earth? Like, we got to do something different. You guys got to stop trusting these folks. They have been mindfucked. Like, it is what it is. Call a spade a spade. So you can address the problem and create solutions. Period. Like, we all got caught up in the foolishness. We all in the learning curve. I got it. We in the learning curve. Cool. When we getting out of this learning curve? When we going to start applying the knowledge that we've learned to our lives to create different outcomes? Because that would be nice to do something different. Yeah. And you very well may not be able to do it here on this American landscape because at this point... It's, it's, it's some circumstance. There's, like I said to you guys. There's a lot being thrown in a way to keep you from any type of elevation, any type of like substantial <laughs> understanding of how you get to self-govern, period. And it's, it's become frantic at this point. You got these, these, these cops around just killing people, so what? Who cares at this point? It's so crazy. So it is a lot in a, being thrown in a way. Um, like, they're like Mario Kart. It's like people throwing shells at you. They throwing little turtles. They throwing bo- the ba- banana peels. They throwing any way to keep you from getting to the to the finish line. That's what's happening right now. These folks don't want you to win. And and this is the reality we have to come. We like living in reality mm-hmm. will have will be the our best bet in yielding a, a, a favorable outcome. It may not be as easy to get to, but it will be yield a favorable outcome. The long the the more focused you are in living in reality and peeling back. And, and deconstructing those things in our way that's keeping us from our best selves, because they're out there, and to ignore it to ignore it is to do yourself a supreme disservice um, in this life, and you'll be missing out on the fruits of, of what life actually has to offer you, because there's so much in the way that you're ignoring. As for African people, there's so much in the way that we're ignoring. Whether it's the people, the company we keep that's keeping us lulled to sleep, whether it's the media that we that we find ourselves in, engulfed in, the, the TV, the, the the Twitter, and following what Trump is doing, and constantly saying, "What is this happening? What is it? You see what he's doing? He was doing enough for that. All of this distraction and blah blah to keep you from your best self. Focus on what you're doing, African." Focus on getting to your best self. That means cultivating, cultivating your best energy, keeping negative people out of your space, keeping, and that's anybody, family, friend, foe, whoever it is, keeping out of your space, being responsible with your energy, your time, your talents, and putting that's it to right. great use. 
putting it to great use and knowing that no one else can do what you do in the way that you do it. That's right. So being mindful of that, of those, those things. This is me saying these, these just mindful tips to keep if you want to talk about self-care, self-preservation, and being responsible with how you move into this in, in, within this landscape because it, it, this landscape is at war with you. And there's no and nobody, sadly, people aren't wanting to help. They'd rather have every other conversation than you being considered human as, a, as an African person in, in this U.S. landscape. But you need to let people know how serious it is. Because you know you what's, have to show you, you know what you because know what's people good about don't it? take it seriously until you do. Because people you're not taking won't it take seriously. your life seriously until you do. You're not taking it seriously. Period. You have to take. You're it not seriously. expressing the urgency in it, so don't nobody everybody like ah. Oh. You know y'all ain't really y'all are not really willing to go all in about your business and your, and the welfare of your children. This is the issue, and because you're so concerned with making white folks uncomfortable and how they're gonna respond, let me tell you something. Your greatest conversation is with white folks on the ground floor. You got a better, you got a better way of achieving something with man on man. This and and guess what? They have access to spaces, but unless you put it out there that there's an issue and that there's something that they need to actually take a look at, and I'm not so concerned about your feelings. Stay in the room. Let's work it out. Let's powwow it out. Let's hammer it out. Let's work this. Let's work this thing out. Cause guess what? Me and you, we here together, and you got access to some things. And if you really concerned for my well-being, and you really can't claim you're a friend of mine. Then you need to be a part of creating some solutions out here that's going to support my life and the lives of my children. Because you can't say you care about me. You're a friend of mine, so you're not willing to be with my concerns. Hello. I don't want to. I don't. I don't listen. Because they're me, real. Your miss, concerns are real. Facts. So if your friends are not willing to be with your concerns, then all y'all doing is out for drinks, filling up space with that? foolishness. But you're so proud of that. You gotta let everybody know you all you taking pictures with white folks. You got white friends and all of this. Miss me with that. If we can't have real life, real conversations about what's going on in the world for real, and be a part of to being a part of that change, I'm not here for it. Keep it. I keep me plenty good company. Thanks. I don't mind my own company. I entertain myself. I am thoroughly entertained by myself. I'm an Thank only, you. I'm an only child. I've learned to I can con- I many, can many contain. Years. Listen, I have me a freaking blast up in here, me and my head, and all my books and ancestors. Don't get it twisted. Okay? But the reality of it is you don't live in the world alone. And let me exactly. tell you, it is a challenge trying to get our folks to see different, to think different, to be different. They waiting on white folks to say, you know what, y'all? Y'all so crazy, we're going to give y'all a diagnosis because y'all not out here taking care of y'all own well-being. Something must be wrong with y'all. Now, I, we can see the science that there's something wrong with us because I've told you guys before that every organism's first goal is self-preservation. Africans, you guys lack the ability to self-preservation. That means that your, func- your faculties are defunct. Something is wrong with them. They need to be tuned up or you're sick. Now, if white folks stepped out tomorrow and said, we got pills for this, and we're going to start giving you guys diagnoses and checks, I bet everybody will be online. <laughs> you put a microchip. Like they're giving away buckets of chicken. Put a microchip up in your cheekbone. Okay. Yeah, up y'all in, sick. We mad. It's all right. We're going to give y'all reparations while we're going to start shooting these little thingamajiggies up into y'all nostrils and planting these little rice-sized... Um, Low total, jacks like on re- y'all asses. Like total recall, I pulled out your brain. Low jacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about it, family. It's not it's funny, close. but it's real. It's not funny, it's real. And we already there. 
They already there, hun. They are already there. They have cameras small enough to look like flies, mm-hmm. and you don't even see them. Drones. It's real. They're real. They're here already. So, you know, while you live in one day to the next and your casual experience, good luck with that. Don't get caught with your pants down. Okay. <laughs> Peace and blessings, family. We're going to swing up out of here. What you going to wrap up with, Hezir Khan-Nefera? I'm done. What we got? Many ways I can say it. I just want my people fun. You can keep on snoozing if all you sleepers ain't hearing me. Infiltrating dreams. Subconscious is on the way. Sam Cook said a change don't come. Toast it up, it's on the way. Know my people crying, people dying in some crazy ways. Feeling it ain't enough to pray when the pain's increasing every day. But I'm here to say, I can see the God in you. Now mistakes. Up to us to do just what we gotta do. I'm not sure don't believe in. We fighting through the grieving. It's just the way we built. Play them cards with the hands we dealt. Not everybody is ready to really have conversations. Of color wars and capitalism divided our nation. Revolution is love. Hold up our souls are aching. True blessings, my people and passion did in action. Only your witness. Let's stand up strong. Together is song. Let this be your song when it's hard to carry on. I can feel the love down to my cuticles. Riding down this road, I'm in search of the beautiful. 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 I can see the light. It's brighter than you know. Riding down this road, I'm in search of the beautiful. 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 You got it in. Speak it cause I know it, we all can too We've got our different ways to show it From Brownsville to Bankhead to H-Town to Oakland My scope for love is open And your heart and mind's my focus This song here is the opus The man, all our hearts is broken The heart speaks what can't be spoken When high vibrations is potent If I could travel the world To move every boy and girl Man, woman, whoever The aim is to all be better Whether it's taps, pounds, beats What up, O-Tip or Yuhuru I show my people love No matter the trials they go through It's common ground you share Even with those that don't know you With egos out the way You'll see just how well the soul true why embrace all the ugly with all of the beauty living? Recalibrate the mind, breathe in what's divinely given. Our differences ain't a hindrance to coexistence. You see, it's what makes us all unique and makes the puzzle complete. I can feel the love down in my cuticles, riding down this road. I'm in search of the beautiful. 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 I can see the light. It's brighter than you know. Riding down this road, I'm in search of the beautiful. As a people, we can love each other better by looking for ourselves and each other. Every single human contact, every single person we see, looking for similarities and just looking for the goodness and spirit we have within ourselves and others. It creates a bond and it also creates love and an unconditional love. We actually need to recondition or reprogram ourselves to learn how to love unconditionally. We have to teach us up how to love in order to love. Communicating better as a people, we can also love each other better by being kinder to each other, being empathetic to each other. I feel that love is a verb, so you have to act on love. You have to start loving each other. From a listening perspective, we also have to love each other from a place where it is understanding of a person's situation. 
and loving somebody from where they are. I think the answer lies in how we love ourselves. When we have more love available for ourselves, we have more love available for our community and for the world. I definitely think that we need to support people in general. I mean, I think um, once you, you know, hear someone out, hear their perspective, and are willing to kind of compromise with them, I think um, love comes natural, love comes natural, love comes natural.